I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the 101st episode of the Glovers Cast. I'm joined this afternoon by two gentlemen who spent the afternoon in Stockport on Saturday. Uh, both def- very different experiences of Stockport in that Ben was talking about it for the entire 90 minutes and Coatsy was having a whale of a time in the crowd with the away following. How are you doing lads? How are you feeling today? Feeling feeling all right. Feeling very good about the football. It's yeah. It couldn't have gone. It couldn't have gone an awful lot. Lot. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Hang on. Let me just. Sorry. Hello. Hello. Sorry. Sorry. Hang on. Yeah. Yeah. That was me that called about the open top buses mid May. Is that all right? Is it, oh, you, you you've had a couple of cancellations. That's handy. Um. Yeah. Listen, I'm just about to do a thing, but we might need to chat open top buses. Can I call you back? Yeah, thanks ever so much. Sorry. Um, yeah, I don't want anyone to think we're getting away with it, sort of getting ahead of ourselves or anything like that. But um, um, anyone yeah, who no. thinks Ben is joking hasn't been listening to this podcast. <laughs> <with> ben, <laughs> that was generous. You played out of that ringtone quite nicely, Ben. Actually. I know. I did. Smooth. Professional. Planning it for hours. Um, <laughs> no, it was it was as perfect an away day as as you're likely to get. I think. Maybe once time has settled down and we've kind of had a few more and we'll look back on it in the same way we look back on a number of our other 
away day, certainly under Darren Saar. We'll look at it like we look at that Torquay game. We'll look at it like we look at that, that older shot game from season one. It was right up there. And as bad as Stockport were, we deserved every little bit of it. Yeah. And uh, as the uh, apparent voice of realism, I was singing about going to the Football League on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> so, so there you go. No one accused me of not being positive, can they? I think I was I was swept along with the with the, yeah, with the crowd. To be honest, I'm with sure you. you weren't leading the charge, were you? Uh, wasn't far behind. I wasn't far behind. <laughs> Clevo was stood next to me. He can uh, he can vouch for me. Okay. All right. But yeah. It was uh, it was something I did say afterwards. And I have slept on this, and I don't think it was a ridiculous statement. I can't remember us having a more complete performance than that for a very long time. I might even go back as far as 2013. I, I, can't, I can't think of one where we just looked totally in control of, uh, of, of everything. And that, and as you say, that is against a Stockport team who had a lot of the ball, but there wasn't many occasions... Um, maybe a couple when we were two nil up or maybe three nil up, but uh, I really thought that they were going to uh, they were going to score. So, and for all their, uh, you know, I think their, <laughs> I don't know. Ben was Ben was closer to the home fans than I was, but I think they were ready to tear their manager a new one by the uh, by the end of it. They were literally lining up next to the dugout, ready to to, to rip his head off. But yeah, for as as poorly as they played, Ben says we were every bit as good for. Um, for the, for the entire 90 minutes. So, well, should we yeah. touch on Stockport for a, a couple of minutes before we, you know, really go into Oval Town? Um, why were they so bad? What do you think was the, you know, were we really good and that stopped them? Or, you know, it seems to be a, a theme with the start of their season is that they're not performing to the level that, you know, all the price tags and all the money they paid, they, they should be. From where I was sat, we, even when the team news came in, we, we being Sheridan and I, could not figure out for the love nor money what formation they were playing. We couldn't put the square pegs into square holes. They had three central defenders, and then beyond that, they just had a lot of attackers in different positions. And John Rooney's position at one point we were discussing was in behind a front two, and then it was in front of a back three. And it just at no point did any of them look comfortable in their natural positions. And as the game wore on, I mentioned about managers blinking first and who was going to sort of make changes and react to the other side first. It was Simon Rusk and he, he made changes because with the greatest of respect, he wasn't expecting Yeovil Town almost arrogantly turning up and getting at them. And I mean properly getting at them. I don't know what you, Dave, but at times it was a 4-2-4 for Yeovil, a genuine 4-2-4, a flat back four, the Mitchell brothers in midfield and then a front four in a line, not like two in behind. The two wingers were up as were far up along the pitch as Sonny Low, Sonny Low Everton and Joe Quigley. It was a 4-2-4 and they weren't expecting that. They were not expecting to have us in their face from the first minute of that game. Absolutely no way. And a couple of them had absolute stinkers. Ben Barkley, who's a normally a very good defender. He was left back for a bit. He was centre back for a bit and he was getting pulled left, right and centre. He... Didn't look comfortable at all. Paddy Madden is not the type of guy you want coming into your midfield to try and be creative and pick the ball up. Um, ben Whitfield's not a left wing back. Simple as that. He's a very, very good player. And when he got into central areas, that was the only time they looked anywhere remotely dangerous. The ball was just going beyond 
the likes of Crowsdale, and then then we've well, we'll we'll no doubt talk about it. But how many times has John Rooney been a very good player against us? Didn't get a kick of the ball. Didn't get his moment to be influential because he had that horrible Northern Irishman and uh, Josh Staunton just at him, just non-stop. And we did the same to Matty Warburton and Jordan Slew against Halifax. And we knew where their creativity was going to come from. We were equal to it. We were prepared to let them lump balls forward because Hunt and Wilkinson didn't miss a header all day. And Paddy Madden's not going to win headers against those two. And Alex Reid, again, found himself out on the left for a bit, found himself in a two, in a three. There was too much chopping and changing. They haven't. They, they don't know what their best team is. The keeper looked nervous. Because, as much as anything else, I don't think they're expecting us to come there. And I remember saying to Sam, Sam Collard, after the game, how very dare we? How dare we turn up here and do that to them? It's almost like they weren't ready for it and they weren't expecting us to do that. And, well, we've we've shocked a few there, possibly. And maybe we've made a bit of a, a statement. It has been said as a bit of a statement performance. Um, but Stockport just weren't up to, up to answering our questions. I think we've shocked ourselves a bit. <laughs> Cozy, uh, yeah. we, did we play differently to the um, Halifax game? Um, there were some similarities. There were some similarities between... I, I mean, we, we were a lot more attacking, I thought. We were a lot more going forward um, than I saw at either on the Halifax game on the telly or the game at Oldest Shop. We, we, we went forward a lot more, but... There, and we looked more comfortable in, in midfield as well. As Ben's uh, said, I mean, Gorman and Staunton just absolutely ran it in midfield. Um, and, and, and I'd also give an honourable mention to uh, Sonny Blue as well, who, uh, who did, he showed a lot of uh, a lot of class um a lot of class touches which we know he's got anyway but he also didn't look on a, a couple of times i've seen him and i think he said after halifax game it was a game that passed him by um he was up to the sort of physical challenge that there was in in, in their midfield and maybe that's because he's playing with players who are Similar to him, I mean that Reiki who came off at, um, after half an hour, the change that they made. I think he was in the academy system at uh, Aston Villa. Um, John Rooney's obviously a quality player. They didn't have any sort of bruises in midfield, did they? So there wasn't too many people who were going to knock him about a bit. But that that um, the pass that he made to put Whit uh, Wakefield in for the um, for the first goal, Sunny Blue was uh, was fantastic. And yeah. We, we definitely look more of a threat going forward, which considering when you look at our team, you know, probably our only real striker we had on the pitch was still Joe Quigley. Uh, for the amount of attacking that we, we did, um, yeah, that was that was the big change for me from Halifax to, uh, to Stockport. I thought we were tactically very aware of what, of what Stockport were going to try and do. And I think it became very clear very quickly that using um, Southam Hales and... Whitfield as essentially wing-backs early on would leave gaps in the full-backs area with three defenders who hadn't been used together in a while. I think Liam Hogan had only just come back in and Ben Barkley was quickly showing himself as having a bit of a shocker. So we then sensed that that was going to be the way to go and Wakefield and Knowles knew exactly where they needed to be. Every time we got the ball, we, they got chalk on the, on the heels of their shoes they got as wide as they could and they got into those corners, breaking up play through the through Gorman and Staunton, 
up through the likes of Quigley and and uh, Low Everton, it all just became quite obvious how we were going to get by them. And then you've got the fullbacks. Jordan Barnett again runs for days. Thought Dan Moss was fantastic. He was a little bit more defensive than Jordan Barnett, but he made sure he had Whitfield on his side, who was by far and away their best player. Um, and so he was always a little bit more mindful, I think, Dan Moss of going forward. But he knew when he could get forward and take throw-ins quickly, grab a ball, take it, get moving. They didn't want to stop the game. They didn't want to slow the game down. They wanted to dictate play. And even at the back end, when we were trying to slow it down, it was on our terms. Everything was on our terms. Um, and that's the kind of control and uh, resilience and all the things that Darren Siles spoken about throughout the preseason and early parts of the season. Those are the things he said he was trying to desperately get and to work at. Well, as far as I can see, he got it perfectly yesterday. His comments after the game said uh, how fit we were and how strong we were because of the, you know, the, how hard we'd worked during pre-season. And do you think Sonny and Adi Youssef are starting to grow into it? I mean, Adi's come on and scored a nice little goal and Sonny impacted the game a bit more than he did against Halifax as well. Are we starting to see those signings, you know, up their physicality and bedding a bit more? Yeah, I think I think like I say, Low Everton definitely looked more more physical. I, I, whether that was because of the players he was playing against, I, I, I don't know. And Yusuf, you know, he came on, he scored a goal. That's uh, that's about all you can hope for from a, from a centre forward coming on, can't you? But uh, I, I I know you've seen the seen the goalie, and I thought he took it very you know coolly. Yeah. It was. I know he missed a couple, didn't he, against Halifax at, at the end there, and it almost seemed to. I remember back to what the um, uh, the Solly old fan told us about. If he doesn't have to think about it too much, he's all right. I remember those two against Halifax. Certainly one of them, he was running with the ball for quite a while, and then kind of like ran out, ran out of play. Whereas that one, he took a touch, he was straight in, bang, and and he didn't have to think. He was a bit more instinctive, um, and yeah. Yeah, he probably he didn't have anyone near him shouting at him to pass the ball like he did no, against Halifax, no. did he? No, it was just uh, it was just him. So, uh, but the one thing I really liked about that that third goal, other than the fact that obviously he scored it, was um, I think it was Josh Daunton in the whatever that was, eighty fifth minute or whatever it was. Josh Daunton was still having a right go at their their midfielders to make them make that mistake to make the ball break to um, to Yusuf and, uh, and and he put it away. So yeah, there was. Um, there's no no question about uh, the effort that these players are, um, are, are are putting in. Yeah, we noted that afterwards. Actually, even sort of after that third goal get, went in, Staunton, Wilkinson, they were all sort of pointing at the head, switch on, get ready. And we noted that they had a couple of very late corners, and there was lots of shouting, lots of screaming. It was a dedication. They they were not going to give up a clean sheet. They knew what it meant to go and win that three nil. We had the three points in the bag. There's a demand that the 3-0 away at Stockport isn't almost good enough, which just sounds ridiculous. <laughs> but Darren Sale, Terry Skivett, and they were barking orders. They were doing it. Quick note that we got uh, Toby Stevens on the pitch for a couple of minutes. That was a nice little touch. But I love the fact that we, we weren't happy. We wanted more. We wanted to chase him down, get at him, move around. And, and, the, and the leaders on the pitch were showing that even at 3-0 up. Look, it's 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 highly superlative stuff and stuff that you know we we've joked about a few times that maybe we go a little bit far. But as as Dave suggested, 
I can't think of a, a cert, certainly a recent one, certainly a, an, under Darren Saar. It's right up there as the most complete performance. Um, Grant Smith in goal looked fairly solid with everything he had to do across the back. Hunt and Wilkinson were just head football for fun. I'm a bit, I'm, a, I'm increasingly fa- falling for, for Dan Moss as a wonderful, wonderful player. I'm already thinking we need to make sure he's secured for the rest of the season, if at all possible. Um, it's certainly through until when, when little becomes available and, and match fit again. Barnett, everyone knows what Barnett's going to give you. He's giving it the shushes to the uh, Stockport <laughs> County fans, and you'll do for me. You're going to start doing that to Stockport County fans in their backyard. You'll do for me, son. I've spoken, I've waxed lyrical about those mid, that midfield duo. Um, and then the front four, as, as I say, and there's just for the first time yesterday, and, and obviously having that, that consistency, you look at the bench and you, you kind of go, okay, Yusuf can come on and make a difference now because he is starting to get into it. Great to see Alex Bradley get some more minutes on that left wing as well. We necessarily haven't seen a little bit of that from him, but he got a few minutes against Halifax in that position. He got um, a bit more time yesterday. That, uh, if we are allowed to just have a little concern, Tom Knowles didn't look in a great shape when he came off. I think he's he's run himself into the ground there. He It was a hobble off. He went off of his own fruition, but... He's going to need a couple of days of rest, and I think um, I think it does become obvious that our small squad in the maybe not so distant future is going to get is going to get stretched a little bit further, and you know a couple more yellow cards and things like that. We know that there's going to be challenges ahead, but that doesn't stop us enjoying what was, I mean, a perfect, an all but perfect performance. I'm reluctant to give it a seven out of seven, but uh, <laughs> it's absolutely certainly a six. I was just about to say that's disgusting negativity from you then, Ben, <laughs> yeah. jokingly, but then, then you threw that in at the end and I, I, I can't write for you. It's it disgusting anymore. positivity from you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we got a couple. We got a couple on three yellow cards now. Yeah. Knowles and Staunton. Yesterday three, was the but... first time Staunton hadn't been booked in the season. Yeah. I think we got them in everyone. Uh, Gorman's got a couple, hasn't he? Yeah. Grant Smith's got a couple as well. I mean, yeah. that was the thing. That was if I if I had a moan, uh, it, it was about stupid yellow cards because I think Grant Smith got booked for time wasting maybe, and and uh, I think Gorman did maybe as well. But uh, you know, for waiting over free kicks and then getting uh, getting bookings, which like Grant Smith say, Grant Smith's yellow, sorry, was for he he got into a bit of a oh he got a into a shove didn't he with someone yeah yeah um so. Yeah, it's not. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, did. What did you What did you make of Paddy? We kept him quiet by the sounds of things, and you know. lost the yard of pace. I think yeah. uh, from from the player, certainly from the player that played for us. But the player that played for us obviously was was quite a long time ago, and nearly ten um, years ago now. Isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So so he's probably right to 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 do that. Um, uh, and uh, as Russ told us on the last podcast, he he dropping deep. I mean, he was playing in midfield most of most of the game, yeah. uh, and then sort of like uh, you know, whenever he got the ball, he was having to leg it from the midfield point, or you know, all, 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 all the way forward. Um, I mean, he's still a, he's still a great player, isn't he? But uh, he didn't give us a wave though, the bastard. Everyone was asking <laughs> for a wave, and he didn't give it. That, then then they turned on him. Then, 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 after the Y O V I L, someone shouted, "Who thinks Paddy needs a hair transplant?" Go for it, like that. Was uh, yeah, that's what happens when when heroes heroes fall. But yeah, I think um, he he definitely doesn't look 
like that system is for him. I don't think. Absolutely not. No, he was getting increasingly frustrated as the game wore on. There was a couple of times where he tried to show a little bit deeper and wanted the ball to feet, and the ball was just lumped beyond him pretty aimlessly, and you could see him getting really wound up, really frustrated. Um, yeah, I, 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 he had one chance. He had one chance in the first half. And he took an extra touch. And I think my line to Sheridan on, on, on radio was, 2013 Paddy Madden doesn't think about that. He just puts it in. He doesn't take the extra touch. He doesn't take the extra second. Max Hunt nicked in and just nipped the ball away. He doesn't even get the shot off on goal. And, yeah, he looks, he looks a shell of the, of the Paddy that we know and arguably that Fleetwood would know. But there was just, there was couples, there was just flashes of when Rooney, Whitfield and Madden all teamed up. There was a little triangle there. There was a little moment, little quick one-two touch that there's something there with those three there. If they can get themselves sorted, I mean, they'll be fine. They'll be right up there very, very quickly because there's enough quality in that side, but he just needs to be, he needs to be the Paddy Madden that we that we know. Make Make your team around that Paddy give him a James Hater up front and you'll be absolutely fine. Maybe that's what Scott Quigley was meant to be for them, but he's obviously not available. Well, he doesn't need to be that. Let him languish in wherever yeah, they are now. Yep. You know, it's, I don't, we, we were, we were a little bit optimistic on Thursday when we spoke, weren't we? I think Coatsy went for a nil-nil, didn't you? Did you go for a nil-nil? I went, I went for a draw and, yeah. uh, and my, uh, my um, PTSD of uh, Yeovil Town, still had it 2-0. I think I messaged you guys and said I'll still take a point. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still, I'm still not quite over it, but uh, that was good therapy, I think. Yeah, and we, you know, I think me and Ben probably thought we'd maybe sneak a 1-0. I thought it was going to be a lot. Well, you, you were, you were both going for a quickly after 15 minutes, aren't you? Yeah, Something we did, like yeah. Wrong. I really got the penalty, though, so yeah. it's either, I think that can be the thing. He's either going to score a penalty or he's going to score in the 15th minute. It's one or the other, isn't it, really? Um, yeah, was there any other observations? Obviously, you guys were both there. Anything else you wanted to drop in before we take a few questions? We've uh, we've scored first in every game. And I think that's something that whether or not we're going out there to kind of have a rapid first half an hour that's resulted in three 15-minute goals and a 26 or whatever it was yesterday. But it seems to be that that is our way of going. We're going to get at them early. And then when needs be, maybe try and hold on a little bit. Maybe try and sort of defend like we did against um, Aldershot originally and then sort of come back into the game if they do get through us at Halifax. We just held on for the 1-0. But yesterday, we did the same again. High, early press, make the opposition make errors, take advantage of it. And then we got the opportunity through the penalty. It was a penalty. I'm absolutely convinced of it. It was a red card. I'm absolutely convinced of it. But then it felt like we kind of we kind of smelt blood. And so if we've got that side to us as well, that's not a bad thing. The ability to hold off an attacking Halifax is one thing. The ability to not only hold off an attacking Stockport, but then take them apart, is completely different other thing. So that to me seems to be like a fairly routine effort. We're going to get at sides quickly, try and get our noses in front, and then you know try and hold on, or if the situation allows us to really go at teams. But I think we're starting to see a pattern. Tell you what, it's nice that the uh, Kings Lynn game now looks like the anomaly in our performances, um, and the fact that you know, I think we spoke about it last week that 
it was the anomaly because we had 10 men and we played a system that obviously doesn't suit us at all. <laughs> the fact that we've just gone and thrashed Stockport. It's 3 0 a thrashing. Can we call it a thrashing? I think we should call it a thrashing. Yeah, well, we were singing Who Eyes and Massacre. So, uh, oh, well, yeah. there we go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, that's what it was. But the, the only other thing I would add, which was uh, a stat that I was, uh, I, I was looking up when I was penning our column for the Western Gazette. So, um, actually, I'm going to spoil this for anyone who's reading it, aren't I? But uh, the, we didn't name the same side. Um, in, in two consecutive games until November, uh, or was the start of December, I don't of, of last season. And if you go, and, that, and those were FA Cup games, and if you go to the league, it was the game when we lost at Stockport that we named the same 11 uh, in consecutive games, which was, what, February, that, that, um, that league game at, uh, at, at Stockport. So that shows you, doesn't it, the... Yeah, we we've named the same starting eleven for the last three games, haven't we? So that's that's a that's a big thing. And if I can be forgiven, uh, if I'm not going to be accused of being a miserable whatever, um, we always said last season, don't get too high with the highs, don't get too low with the lows. So um, there's a there's still a long way to go. The, that that squad still looks very thin. There we. You know, well, I know we've got uh, Jack Robinson back uh, on, or, well, available on Monday. We'll have Matt Worthington back from suspension. I think was he three games? Yeah, yeah, that's three. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, we have we have got a few. We've obviously still got Simper. Don't know where he is. He was at Cambridge United yesterday. He was at the game at Cambridge, so he's really? clearly not at the club at the moment. No, oh, okay, right. Well, so we got him to come back. Maybe whatever's happening with him. Um. Uh, and obviously Reed and and uh, Little as well in the fullness of time, but yeah, it it feels like once there, there's there's still a long way to go, but let's uh, ride the crest of the wave. So Stop that Simper was he I, is he injured? He was injured, I think. Yeah, uh, I, okay. I, I saw a tweet. Um, he was he was lumped in with um, Alex Bradley as being one that was available, and I think it was kind of assumed. Because he was having, he was in the conversation with Bradley not being available through COVID. Whether Simper had also been one of the guys that had had it and was still unavailable, but I did note a tweet from a Cambridge United supporter yesterday saying that Lewis Simper was at Cambridge yesterday. So whether or not he's getting treatment from um, from his parent club at the moment or, or or what the situation is, I don't know. I guess if one of us is available to chat to the gaffer on Thursday, we'll we'll get a chance to ask him. But yeah, he he was at the Cambridge United game. It might just be a simple case of they didn't want to pay for an extra hotel room, things like that. So I don't know, I don't know what the answer is, but he's not he's not available. Dave, that that those words of uh, realism there. Are you saying I shouldn't book this open top bus? <laughs> well, you you book it, mate. Just get and make sure it's um you know it's on a flexible ticket. Okay, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And when were you booking it for Christmas? Well, I I originally asked for mid-May because they'd had a couple of cancellations, one from North Wales and one from uh, <laughs> one from up near here. Um, so, well, your way, I think, a little bit. Yeah, similar to where we went yesterday. So so had a couple near of... here, where are we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, near me, well, near Dave. Um, so, yeah, they've had a couple of cancellations. I, I can shift it forward. We, we might need it as early as February, might we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd have thought. Yeah, probably late January, early February. Yeah. Oh, how different this podcast was three weeks ago. 
Yeah. It's Ben's here. That's why. And we've won three games in a spit on the spit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we beat Stockport 3 0. Wow. Yeah, who who would well. Amazing. And it was a great listen. I listened on the uh, on the radio. A uh, couple of jokers. On the BBC. A, yeah, having a good time. Oh, Stockport fans, you said you told us they were looking at you a bit. Were they getting a bit annoyed with your Yeah, they weren't best pleased. Um <laughs> There was there was a row of what I think are must have been either sponsors or semi important people um, right in front of us. And at halftime, uh, Sherrod and I were wrapping up to the studio and saying how um, we're on top, we're the best team. It could have been more, all the rest of it. We're giving it the big, and this is before the red card, before the penalty, before the rest of it. And the looks we were giving that we, that we were getting. Sorry, um, if yeah, if they could have turned us to stone, I think they would have done. <laughs> If truth be told, and then as uh, as the uh, as the football got better in the second half, I found myself laughing or giving it a go on then and get involved, and you then become very aware you're the only person in the uh, immediate vicinity who's happy about what's going on, and uh, yeah, there was a few. I th- you can just about hear me laugh in the background when Yusuf goes in. Because it's that bad defending, it's that nice a finish, it's that much of a brilliant way to finish off this little this little match. I'm almost laughing, brazenly laughing, and that's the point where they all get up and just leave in their droves. Made a joke about being able to get out of the car park nice and quickly, and by the way, I could get out of the car park really quickly. It was there was nobody around, um, so yeah, it was um, quite nice though. I quite enjoyed it being. Uh, <laughs> Being a little we, bit, we were the, all disappointed. There wasn't a green flare going off in the press box when we scored that first one. We <laughs> thought uh, you're going to see Ben giving it the LA, LA, LA. Dave, have you heard the um, the clip of the commentary for the first goal? No, I haven't. I haven't heard uh, it, no. Ben shouting, "Get in!" <laughs> <laughs> Who I says mean, there's BBC yeah, bias? So. <laughs> there's. It's just before that. The, the clip of it doesn't have, but I, I think you can hear me go, "Hit it, Charlie! Hit it!" <laughs> We're right behind it. We're right behind the goal. The highlights don't do that goal justice at all, by the way. Not in the slightest. He doesn't have a lot of goal to aim at. Goalkeeper gets down. He's a big keeper. Doesn't have a lot of goal to aim at. He is being closed down. He finds that. It's basically, it's got to come off the inside of the post for it to go in. So he's found the inside of the post. Very nice finish. Fully deserved as well for his performances this season. I like Charlie. I like Mm. him a lot. Yeah, big fan. He's um, growing into it as well, isn't he? As is Gorman, I think, you know, I think we had a good idea what Josh Staunton was going to bring to us, but Del Gorman was a bit of an unknown and he's really, it's just disciplined, feisty, good. We like that in the middle of the park, don't we? Phil and Grant, as you said. Yeah, it is, it is Phil and Grant. Paddy, your name's not on the list, you're not coming in. A couple of bouncers <laughs> in front of the back four, you don't even get anywhere near. And to keep the calibre of players quiet that they have, you know, John Rooney's very good for this level. Matt Warburton is very good at his very best at this level. Jordan Slew, very good at this level. Um, Paddy Madden, very good at this level. And to, to not get a kick of the ball because of those two is, is testament to how we're playing. The test comes when one or both of them are unavailable through suspension. How do we break up a new, how do we get a new partnership together quickly? Do we put Bradley in there? Worthington's come back in. What do we do to make sure that that cohesion and that um, control stays? 
Well, if you remember at the start of the season, we were when when he signed his new contract, we were all delighted Matt Worthington had signed. Mm, yeah. We thought, mm. oh, he's going to be a massive player this season. And he still could be. And the manager called him a clown for that tackle against Kings Lynn. I think I called it bloody stupid or whatever it was. And it, and it was. But now, there's no way he's getting in that starting eleven for certainly not for Saturday. Um, and carry on like they like they are he could find himself on the bench for a long time couldn't he but um what a yeah we haven't got a lot of options but what a nice thing to have him as an option morgan williams is another one i mean i always thought he was a good player when um i saw him play very you know comfortable on the ball very different center after to the other two um so there are a couple of options kind of contradicting myself now aren't i <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah 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 we, we still need more options but um but yeah it's 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 nice to have what we've got. And we will need them. I think that's yeah, the we point. We, we will yeah. need them. Gorman and Staunton have both got three yellows each now. The keeper's got two. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's got to be careful, otherwise we're getting a debut for Max Evans. Um, so, yeah, they've got, to be, they've, they've got to be careful a little bit very early on to get five yellow card suspensions. But for now, and I think I said this on commentary as well, it is absolutely okay to enjoy this this time enjoy these moments because it was it was fantastic i really i really wanted to be over in the away fans at that final whistle it's just when it's just two of you three of you with the uh, three valleys behind us and with uh, sam collard there just having to try and maintain some sort of decorum at the final whistle for fear of getting lamped by an angry stockport fan um yeah i if, yeah I, I would like to have transported to the other side of the stadium at the final whistle. There was a bit of a problem at the final whistle for me, uh, and, I, and I might upset a few people here by saying this, but uh, everyone went down to the front. Everyone went down to the front to, to, like, to like be with the players. And when you do that, you know, I, I, I don't know what it sounded like, but it sounded good from, obviously, I was stood in the middle of it. So, um, uh, but, but when you're at the back and you've got the, the echo off of the roof there, um, you know, you can get that, uh, get that atmosphere going a bit. But everyone went down the front, and and, and Darren Saar was there, and he was going, well, well come on then, <laughs> you know, sing the song, <laughs> sing the song, and everyone was trying, but it was like, you know, it was like disappearing off into the um, into into the nothing. So yeah, I think there's a there's a lesson to be learnt there. Is uh, at the end of the game, stay where you are, don't go down the front. So we need a, a Josh Staunton, Del Gorman, Tyler Enforcer within exactly yeah. within the yeah, crowd yeah. to no, organise things. Yep, yeah. stand in the, in the on the yellow lines. You know you're not allowed on yellow lines. Get back there, get back there and sing your bloody song. Stewards <laughs> is what you want. You want a steward. Yeah, Go- Goats yeah. is going to rock up to away games That's in high vis now, and I'm going to have Ivy's jacket on and I'll run the bloody world. So yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. Give me, a, I'll be a clipboard wanker. <laughs> you wait and see. Brilliant. Yeah. That might be a title there. I'll be a clipboard wanker. <laughs> yeah. Are you allowed swear words in titles? Yeah. Should we do some questions? Yes. Let's go for it. Let's go for it. Okay, back with some questions here. Uh, I'll take them from the top. Uh, this one doesn't help for audio, so we'll retweet this picture, but... Does this photo mean that Jordan Barnett is the king of shithousery and it's Jordan Barnett shushing the Stockport fans after scoring? Whose goal is that we're celebrating? Charlie Wakefield, isn't it? I think Charlie's in the middle of there. Or it's Alex Bradley or it's Dan Moss. 
exactly. The clones. <laughs> it's one of the clones. <laughs> yeah. No, there's there's Noel's Gorman and yeah, there's someone in the middle, aren't there? They can't see. Oh no, yeah, it is. Yeah, you can just see the top of yeah. his hair, can't you? Do we think? Yeah, think do we waiting. think Jordan Barnett's the king of shithousery, or have we got someone else up there? I think the whole club's a little bit yeah. shithousery at the moment, and I quite like it. I quite like it. It's rubbing off. And I can say it rubbed off on on us in the commentary box a little tiny bit, even to the point where <laughs> at, the, at the very end, even at the point where the very end, we were sat there. And we were saying of uh, there was a couple of free kicks that didn't go our way, and uh, they weren't free kicks. <laughs> we were definitely looking to slow a game down. To to a ball got thrown back into one of the uh, fullbacks. Might have been Dan Moss, and you know when you you just catch it and throw it towards the end. He kind of let it hit him and just bounce off. And we oh okay, we're going to take an extra couple of seconds here. But um, you can only be the king of shithousery if you are putting in the performances to back it up. And at the moment, John Barnett is absolutely putting in the performances to back it up. There was a couple of big, big tackles, big challenges he put in on the far side that were proper uh, Carl Dickinson-esque, proper challenges, um, sort of challenges where the Yeovil fans sort of cheer a challenge. You don't really cheer tackles all that well, but he's got a couple of them in there. And um, yeah, he's, he's right up there for a king of shithousery. No bad thing. We're allowed to say shit housery now. Ian yeah, I know. I don't feel. I, I feel uncomfortable. If there are any yeah. kids listening, sorry. There's a helicopter flying over my house, Dave. Do you want to ask the next one? Or are you on there? If okay, you're not on there, yeah, don't I've got move. it. I've got it. So I've got one from Paddy. Paddy Horsington. That, no, oh, that yeah. Paddy. Uh, yeah, for a minute says, we we're going to get it. <laughs> would it be rude not to mention Weymouth? It would be rude not to mention Weymouth start to the season, wouldn't it? Well. Whether we should uh, mention Weymouth start of the season, I tell you what, Clevo. There were a couple of people shouting about uh, uh, about Weymouth, which I I still can't quite get on board with. Maybe when we play them, I'll uh, you know I will develop this this seeding hatred for them. But Clevo kept saying every time anyone shouting it, he would say actually Weymouth started quite well. I was <laughs> like, Clevo, you're in an away end. Stop injecting balance into this conversation. I pulled up the fixtures just to have a little look and. Drew in Notts County on Saturday. Beat Solihull 4-3 away from home. Yeah, beat Maidenhead 3-1 at home. Yeah. Lost away at Grimsby, which, you know, is understood. And they did lose to Boreham Wood on the opening day, but I think they'd probably be... Wood on the opening day. They'd be... Well, Weymouth did. They, they lost to Boreham Wood on the opening day. <laughs> A few people lost to Boreham Wood, I should oh. say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they're doing they're doing right. If it, I think it is rude to mention it, though, Paddy. So yeah, we hate those know. bastards. Clever to blue. Uh, Clevo, we got a couple from Clevo. One of which he hasn't uh, answered. <laughs> um, one for Coatsy Boy. Your views on the Pineapple Pub? Shoplifting oh, sign on the entrance. That is not a pub. That is a health hazard. Is that, that was that door the entrance? That door was the entrance, and the sign on the door said. And it's on our, it's on on um, Twitter. No shoplifters allowed in this public house, which is a very specific request, I think, uh, and not usually something you have to specify. But um, but yeah, it was. Uh, I I I got given a list of of pubs to go and take photographs of in Stockport <laughs> by Hugh. Hugh. Um, apparently, my young legs, or younger than his legs, I think was what he was trying to say, uh, enabled <laughs> me to get round him. So by the time I'd given up on that, I went back and I'd uh, 
Uh, and yeah, they were in this place called the, the pineapple, which honestly, I mean, I didn't go in the toilet, but Mike cleverly, he still didn't find a lasagna. I hastened away. Um, uh, he, he came out and he was like white as a sheet. Um, you know, it was, I don't, I can't even imagine what it must've been like in there. must've been like, do you think shoplifters walk up to you and go, oh, <laughs> I'm not going in there. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll take uh, my custom elsewhere. Yeah, they, they probably if they, if they do go in there, then they they have to go and shoplift in the pharmacy afterwards. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> not nice. Yeah, don't. I, I I wouldn't. It's not. It's not in the in the good pub guide. Let's put it that way. Um, another one from Cleaver. Who impressed you most at Stockport and why? Ben, you yeah. can go first. I I gave my man of the match to uh, Phil and Grant in the middle. Um, they can share it. Men of the match. Men of the match. Men of the match. Um, yeah, every, everything good went through them. But I did say that there were probably probably eight or nine candidates. And I actually said on air that you probably have to consider Darren Sala a candidate for the way he tactically set the side up, knew exactly what was coming, knew exactly how to combat it, knew exactly what was going to get at them, and was able to react when they made changes. And it was... A, it was tactically perfect executed perfectly by by the guys all over but for me what we've seen from from Staunton and Gorman in the middle has been exceptional yeah I'd have given it to is is Gorman Phil or Grant which one's um, he I don't know I think Phil's think... a bit gingery isn't he yeah I think so yeah, I, yeah. I'd say Grant is Josh yeah, I, I'd, I'd have given it to I'd have given it to Gorman, but uh, Clevo in typical Clevo style has answered his own question and said Max Sun uh, and and Wilkinson. I mean, I, I don't think you could have argued with either of them. Um, like you said, Ben uh, Wakefield had a good game. I thought Sunny Blue a day um, had a good game. Probably not man a match good game, but he had a good game. Barnett again, Mock. Nah, he could have done more. I think, but um, but yeah, I'd have said Gorman if I had to pick one. Uh, he's also asked, are we reaping the benefits of keeping a settled side, which we've sort of answered that already. But, yeah, we definitely are. Definitely are. Yeah, I think it just highlights what we were, what we were saying last season. It was difficult to get across sometimes, but the amount of defend, defending defensive units of four and five that we had to kind of throw together, to yeah. have that four and the two in front three games in a row, really get everything going now i mean yeah i mean this is this is gold dust and assuming there's no assuming there's no injuries the same 11 and maybe the same bench go again on saturday so you know very and very it, it, even in the first season think how many goalkeepers we went through yeah aaron's exactly. first season and we had different keeper every week for a little bit mm-hmm. um yeah uh dan johnson if we play one up top for the majority of the season Realistically, how much game time can we expect Yusuf to get? If he's the one, quite a bit, I'd imagine. Um, but <laughs> yeah, certainly the way that uh, that Quigley's playing, I, I don't think. Well, we are playing one up top at the moment, aren't we? But I, I, I could see when when Yusuf came, and, and this might show my tactical naivety, but well, it, it looked more like two up front when Yusuf came on, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. When. I think I think we'll see more of Yusuf when when as you pointed out when we're up against a brute in the middle of midfield yeah. that where where Sunny Blue becomes slightly more not ineffective but he gets muscled out of the muscled out of the game a little bit more I think we'll see more of Yusuf then maybe a more traditional four four two 
Um, but at times yesterday, it was a 4-2-4, and you could have just swapped low Everton out for Yusuf. So um, I, I think we will see more of him as the season as the season goes on. Um, we're we're going to need all our options if, you know, we can't expect Quigley to play 45, 50 games and be in form and do it all. If, he if he's in form after 50 games and he scored 50 goals, then Adi Yusuf will probably consider himself very unlucky. Penalties, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that he hasn't, uh, that he hasn't had more of a chance because he'll be very, very unlucky. But we'll need them. We'll, we'll absolutely need them, and they've got to be ready like they were, like Adi was yesterday to come in and take his chance because he'll have to start a game at some point and he'll have to take that chance to keep the shirt. So um, at the moment, Quigley, of course, is the one, but I think there'll be opportunities for for Yusuf too. Um, if uh, one from Paddy, if performances continue in this way, do we put ownership concerns on the back burner? You answer that one, Ian. <laughs> uh, no. no, we do not. They um, can run. They can run parallel to one another. Yeah. One, I don't think necessarily has to affect the other. I think no, we've shown despite, that yesterday. despite what Darren Sale says in his press conferences. Well, no, your statement didn't do him too much harm, I don't think, on no. Saturday. But write more statements. <laughs> right, well, get one, get one for for next week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I would agree. I I think you can do both. Yeah. Uh, Hugh, will we have won the league by Christmas, or have to wait until January? Ben's answered that one, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, we've gone through that already. Boss is booked. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jerry Chinnock. If you could add to the current squad, what position and maybe even player, if affordable, who would it be? You and Pollock, Ben? That's a good question. <laughs> uh, you and Pollock clearly unavailable, so... Um... Bailey Cargill? <laughs> oh, dear. Back to those days. Okay. Um, <laughs> position. I, I would like to see another... Well, no, because we've kind of got Jack Robinson. I was going to say another left back because I think should Tom Knowles or Charlie Wakefield end up dropping out through injury or through running themselves into the ground, I'd like to see Jordan Barnett given a go further forward. And so having a direct replacement for Jordan Barnett, I think might not be a bad idea, but I think that's what Jack Robinson's going to come in and do. He's not available yet and hopefully he will be soon. But I think um, I think that might be the only place I'm half thinking about. I'm not worried about going forward yet. I mean, there are certain players of quality. If you drop Paddy Madden into our squad, and I think he up front with Quigley or he up front with Yusuf would go quite well, for example. But we're not playing that way at the moment. So you don't necessarily need one of those. I'm quite content at the moment. Ask me in a couple of weeks. Yeah. I, I, I would say a forward player if if we had to bring one in. Uh, I think it said at the, big, uh, at the beginning, our first 11 is very good. Um, at the beginning of the season, I think I said our first eleven is very good. That at that point we have Mark Little um, at right back uh, rather than Dan Moss, obviously. But um, but yeah, our our first eleven is, is very good, uh, and I think Yusuf coming off the bench um, is a good option going forward. When you look at our bench, we don't have a lot of other options going forward. And I don't I know you don't need um, countless of them. And when Ruben reads back in. Whenever he's back, he'll, he'll be obviously an option going forward as well. But um, yeah, I would, if, if, if I had to strengthen somewhere, I would say someone going forward, but I don't know who. I've got a name. Go on. 
Josh Noy Phil. Oh, yeah? Is he fit yet? Who does sure. he come in for? Probably not fit quite yet. Well, I think he's a just an option for, you know, for Knowles. If Knowles is knocked or injured, yeah. I think if you've got Josh Neufeld coming back to fitness, maybe he's an option to come on from the bench. I think you've got the option then to move Knowles inside a little bit in the Sunny Blues position or even Neufeld in behind as well. He's, or he can go on the right. He's the type of player that can cover a lot of positions that, you know, would be handy. And we know he, you know, gets on with the manager, gets on with the club. Yeah, that's one who could maybe come in. Come back, Josh. Yes, yes. Paul Swain, Robo Chap on Twitter. I like that name. Robo Chap. Um... Could be on the BBC <laughs> with Ben Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the Aldershot win, you emphasised respectfully that they were unlikely to be the strongest side we faced this season. With wins against Halifax, who are generally up there, and Stockport, who have splashed the cash, is it too early to realistically consider a promotion push? Oh, you late for Ben. Oh, <laughs> they're all coming round to thinking about it now. <laughs> um, uh, wake me up when September ends. <laughs> Green Day rule comes into full effect here. Um, look, <laughs> whatever, Coatsy, Coatsy, what did you call it the other day? I, I think I said, well, no, I, I called Wait, it the Green not, Day. When October starts when, or something. When September's over, I think <laughs> yeah. I said. Which is the same, the same principle. <laughs> the general rule of thumb has always been 10 games, hasn't it? And then if after 10 games, you kind of know whether you're going to be kicking about the top, kicking about the bottom. By the time we play our next game, there's going to be teams on six games. We're going to have two games in hand on some of these because we haven't got a midweek game. There's a full card that doesn't include us on Tuesday. So once everyone gets to about 10, 10, 11, we'll kind of know if we're still in sixth after 10, 11. Yeah. Let's start thinking about it. Let's start thinking about being right. We're going to be in amongst those playoffs. How do we get the strength and depth? How do we battle against the yellow cards? Maybe a couple of injuries. Why not? <laughs> I don't think. What, Coates, what are you laughing? I don't at? think Coatsy agree. I'm laughing at Coatsy's face. <laughs> yeah. Well, even Ben, although he hasn't actually said it, is yes, it is too soon to be talking about a promotion push. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's don't get too high with the highs and low with the lows. That that, that that's what it is. You've got to be you've got to be balanced about it. And yes, it's it's fantastic at the moment. Um and. I like I say I was singing about getting promoted to the football league, so uh, so I'm uh, I was riding the crest of that wave. But um, yeah, these players, we cannot expect these players to keep up that level of intensity and performance for an entire season unless this we, we've got a magician as a sports scientist, um, a puppeteer, you know, a puppeteer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, maybe from New Mexico or wherever he was from. Um, yeah, uh, no but, one. We need to talk about that. You had one message saying about the Tom Jones song titles. Foxy told me I got it straight away. So he must be a big Tom Jones yeah. fan, Foxy. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. No. Anyone else out there get it? Anyone else out get, get the uh, running Easter egg through the uh, entirety of the last podcast? There was a, I don't even want to call it a rumour. It was a pluck out of thin air. There's more chance of you and Pollock signing for Yeovil than there is Tom Jones buying Yeovil. Um, so we thought we would see how many... Tom Jones lyrics and quotes we could get into the podcast. What do we reckon? We got about 30 or 40 in the end, didn't we? I reckon you got 30 in on your own. 
I was listening back to it whilst I was driving to Stockport, and I was like, is that one? And then when I, <laughs> I, I thought of them, I was checking Tom Jones' discography, and uh, yeah. yeah. Listeners, let us know if you can pick out the Easter eggs from this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Humphrey at MattyHarold81. I love how we get lots of questions when we win. Yeah, I know. Everyone's excited. It's good. What positions do you worry about potential lack of cover for when injuries and suspensions start having an effect? All of them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we haven't got a huge amount of them. I mean, you look Goalkeeper. at our Yeah. You look at our 16, there's no one else. Is there anyone else? I mean, Little and, and Reed, we're not going to see till you know, the turn of the year, are we? So is there anyone else that you could bring in? Um, well, actually, no, I'm just thinking. Now, I mean, I think we have we have cover in every position, pretty much, don't we? Yeah, yeah. If There's okay. cover, but if you lose, I don't know, say you lose Josh Staunton for four weeks, are you going to want to go with Gorman and Worthington and no one else for that amount of time? I think you, you know. Well, Alex it's Bradley, not... I suppose, but Staunton's been so influential these first few games that it would feel like a very difficult player to replace. It's not just the individual player. I can, I'm quite happy to have Worthington in for Staunton, but what that does mean is that we have to bed this new relationship in between yeah. Worthington and Gorman. Same would apply on the sides. Moss and Wakefield have got a really good thing going on. Wakefield comes back and helps Moss out, but at the same time, Moss knows that he doesn't need Wakefield and sends him further forward and gets free kicks and gets throw-ins going quickly. They've got a bit of a relationship building up. Same on the other side with Barnett and Knowles. So those are the things that you are concerned about. And if, as long as we're working on them, as long as we've got plan B's being practiced and trained to the very best of our ability, then that's fine. But I think we need to, yeah, acknowledge that and th that, that moment will come and it will come probably quite quickly because we are picking up yellow cards again. So we just have to trust that they are working on those, those relationships because we do physically have the bodies. If the left back goes, Jack Robinson just slots in. It's fine. It's not a problem. If the right back goes, Alex Bradley slots in. It's fine. If the centre backs go, Morgan Williams slots in. It's fine. The only one we haven't really seen is the goalkeeper. Max Evans, does he get his debut or do we go and borrow one for a month or something like that? But um, other than that, up front, if Quigley goes, Yusuf just comes in. If Sunny Blue goes, maybe that's the area. If Sunny Blue goes, do you, chuck Toby, do you chuck Toby Stevens or Simper in? I'm not entirely sure you do. Do you ask Worthington to do it? I think, I mean, Simper, when we played Taunton in pre season, Simper was in that position. Okay. So, so maybe... I sort of think that was maybe part of the plan. You know, we were looking at either a four-four-two with two strikers or that four-two-three-one with Simpa behind originally, and then Sonny's come in. And we need to ask about Simpa, then, don't we? Yeah, I'll have to see if I'm available on Thursday to quiz the gaffer. <laughs> on the quiz? On the quiz? Yeah, <laughs> he can have a go at the quiz. That's fine. <laughs> he probably doesn't like quizzes. He doesn't like meal deals. Can I? Can I? Uh, uh make a point about the quiz yeah i did put a poll out on twitter um <laughs> after nigel dyson's uh defeat at the hand of ian perkins as, and to the whether as to whether people wanted 
to take Nigel's offer up of uh, coming up with a, a, a few a few fun questions of his own, or whether they wanted to keep going with uh, my Overtown Who Am I? And inexplicably, <laughs> they voted for me. What was oh. it? What is it? A fifty-seven percent. That's bigger than Brexit. I'm bigger than Brexit, me. More popular than Brexit. <laughs> so there you go. That's, a, that's all I, I can say. I don't gonna, know what I'm that gonna says about. Jackie. More popular. I'm going to put that on my LinkedIn. More popular than Brexit. <laughs> yeah. So, same turnout as well, wasn't it? Democracy has spoken. Yeah. Well, I'm. Well, ironically, you're not here this Thursday. I'm so not here. Nine, 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 I'm not. So you can do what you like. I'll I'm leave right, you. I'll to... leave you a quiz, and I will leave it to your consciences. <laughs> okay. Uh, Marcus Duncan, how concerned should we be by Quigley's lack of fifteenth-minute goal? You two should be very concerned because he ruined your prediction. You know, outrageous, selfish, if, if anything. I did point out as well, I did make a note, I said uh, to Sheridan, I said it was about 13 and a half minutes. I said, you've got 90 seconds to wait until we score. Uh, it didn't happen, unfortunately. We had to wait a whole 11 extra minutes. Outrageous. Yes, I did hear. <laughs> I did hear that. What else did you say? You said something that's... Oh, yeah, you broke rule one of I know, I did. Glover's cast. You said, I know. we say not to talk about referees, but I'm going to, because this one's <laughs> been rubbish. <laughs> he wasn't great, to be fair. So that's, gave us uh, a penalty and sent one of their players off. That was made, that made him slightly better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was it. Was early doors when Ben was was it breaking the rules? Yeah. Um. Well, that's all the questions. I think we need to. I think we need to say thank you because by the time people listen to this, the uh, FCA awards will have closed for the oh, voting. Yeah. Oof. Um. And so I think we find out in about a month that we've uh, that we've not won. <laughs> and <laughs> yet we still want to make sure we're very grateful to those who have taken the time or four and a half seconds of it to vote for us in the football content awards 2021 thanks guys you're lovely people i'm still not used to people saying nice things ian people have said i've said nice things about commentary yesterday i, I don't like it can you tell me i was shit instead far far easier to deal with <laughs> no probably it was i would but i but I, I i i can't even bring myself to do that after right. after nearly uh, losing your uh, your affection last week, um, I'm not going <laughs> to risk it again. Dave's I can't, I can't risk being moment. hurt again. Yeah. <laughs> right. Let's call it. Ben, you got to go back to work in a minute, haven't you? Yeah, I'm back on air in 24 minutes. If anybody out there happens to be listening in at a very blue and yellow establishment of gambling over the course of the next evening you will hear my dulcet tones commentating and talking about all things american horse racing oh, you need fun. your ben barrett fix that's where go. <laughs> <laughs> you could listen to ben all day if you wanted no? <laughs> yeah. really good today yeah. yeah i was gonna say even ben struggles to listen to ben all day i think Correct. have you had have you had your pie yeah uh, chicken leek and ham beautiful oh that is a good pie as pies go Coatsy, what would your pie choice be? Uh, I go chicken and mushroom. I, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of chicken and mushroom. Mushrooms. Or actually, no, I tell her I'm going to change that. Chicken bolty, a chicken bolty pie from Kidderminster Harriers is the best <laughs> pie I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Okay, I like the half moon 
pie that isn't really a pie. It's just like a chicken in a this chicken and ham and stuff in a bowl, and then they just put like a pastry on the top of it. Uh, they call yeah, it a yeah. pie. Yeah. Very nice. Very good. Anyway, Ben, back to work. Cheers, lads. We'll uh, talk on. Well, Coatsy, I won't talk to you I until won't next be week Thursday, now. So I will speak to you next uh, in a week from now. Yeah. Post altering them away at uh, home. Yeah, at home, yeah. Right, cheers, lads. Cheers, guys. Yeah. Bye. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.